Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, wherever you are in the world. It is I, Strive Auntie, aka Dolako Fadare. Welcome back to Strive Chat, where we talk about all things 20 somethings and navigating unconventional career pathways. Today, I have Natalie with me. Natalie, say hi to Strive Tribe. Hey everybody, how are you wherever you are in the world? I hope you're doing well and living your best life. Oh, yes, living your best life. If you're in, on Mars too and you can hear that, I don't think they're sending people to Mars yet, but. Girl, this rate's about time. It, <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> it is. Thank you for joining us uh, today, Natalie. How has your day been going? You know what? Not bad. Finished work was chilling out for a bit, jamming out to music, and now I get to talk to you. So it's been a really fulfilling day today. Oh, thank you. That's good to hear. What song were you listening to? Oh, girl, I am all about the 90s R&B, but I'm going to plug my girl. I'm always listening to the Shantae Moore or Janet Jackson, one of the two. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, interessant. I say interessant because, first of all, whenever I think about, like, that, genre or era the only person i always think about is missy elliott and i do not know why but that was where my brain went she was she was a staple back then very um, much but oh yeah very much is uh, before we we dive in further would love for you to share a little bit more about yourself the strife tribe strife tribe is our listeners we like to call ourselves that so tell them a little bit about you First of all, I love the name. Oh my God. Hey, Stripe Tribe. Hey. I love that. <laughs> I always tell people it's the hardest question to answer when they say, tell me about yourself. Like I haven't been living with myself these last mm. 20 something years, but let me see. So my name is Natalie Nadine. I'm from Toronto. Professionally, I'm a junior publicist and a social media manager. As a hobbyist, I'm a podcast creator and host, the creator of Unapologetically Her podcast and Married to Medicine, The Rundown, and a content creator, and honestly, just your everyday girl chilling out in the streets of Toronto. <laughs> nice. I mean, you know, one of the things I really love about connecting with people on this podcast is seeing the number of hats people wear. I, as you were kind of like, you know, sharing all the different things you do. I was having this conversation yesterday with another guest and it's like that song, Every Woman by Whitney Houston, mm -hmm. I think encapsulates, I would say specifically black women because we really be doing the damn thing and wearing multiple hats and being every woman. Oh, absolutely. There is no, there's no one title anymore. One, we always feel like we need to have plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But also, too, there's so many things that I feel like we want to try and we want to explore. So why should we just wear one hat? Go out there, figure out what you like, what you want to do. You can do something professionally, but you can still have your hobby on the side. You can still be, you know, superwoman today, but, you know, that freak dancer at night. If you want to do that, <laughs> do have your fun. It's okay. I like that. A freak dancer at night. Number one, I think it's... I really love how this conversation is going because I think one of the things that is done as a disservice, not just to women in general, but to black women as well, is not allowing room for that 
full humanity or fullness of like our personalities right i can still remember like growing up and the fact that you know if you're someone who is like business oriented or in the business world like as a black woman there's certain things you can or you cannot do for example like the whole concept of you know dancing and you know being and the way we dance too even though for us it's not sexual but world sexualizes it as well and so one of the things i have loved and i continue love seeing right now is the ability for people to bring their full selves in whatever like space they're coming into right so Mm -hmm. when it comes to expressing whether it's i guess in this case dancing (laughs) which is like you know (laughs) being a freak at night a freak dancer at night you know and so i love that analogy Right. Don't ask me where it came from. It literally just came to the top of my head. But it's true. We've always felt like we had to be boxed in. You can only be one person. But with all the skills and talents that we have, explore them. And I think, too, when you, I, I want to say, like, you know, history, and when you come from certain upbringing, especially, like, you know, Black households, religious households, like, you could probably only do one thing. You only have to follow one certain way. And we're part of this generation in this era where we have access to all these different resources. Use them. Use them to your, obviously, positive advantage, but use them to your advantage and embrace what this generation is giving. This generation is given, you know? It's given what it's meant to give. Say it again. Say it again. Given what it's meant to give. That being said, you mentioned earlier that you do have a podcast of your own so plug yourself real quick how can people find about find a little bit more about it what do you speak about share a little bit more with us okay so the first one unapologetically her it's a podcast i started back in 2019 on instagram you can follow unapologetically her pod or just go to the website unapologetically her.ca not.com because we are canadian so .ca and it started off as a solo podcast where I would just kind of speak on certain topics. And then it kind of evolved into an interview style podcast where at first I was bringing on a lot of my female friends. I even had guys on there at one point, but bringing on my female friends and it expanded to the point where I got like people from overseas in the Caribbean in England, in the States, and just sharing their stories. And it's about having women, you know, be true to themselves unapologetically, sharing their stories to help other women. And even some men, because I've had men who listen to the podcast and been like, oh, I can relate to that. Mm. So that's the first one. So unapologetically her. The second one is kind of one I just did for fun with my friend, TV review. So we reviewed the reality show Married to Medicine. And that one's been pretty cool, just kind of interacting with the cast online and just watching our favorite reality show. Wait, so what is your favorite reality show right now? Right now, Married to Medicine, the Atlanta one. Oh, sorry. You can find that one on Instagram, M, the number two M rundown on all social platforms. So Married to Medicine, Atlanta, and... Guilty Pleasures, Housewives of Atlanta. I literally just finished every season and I'm like, I understand the hype. Mm, I've never watched any of the Housewives of wherever, but... (laughs) I avoided it for so long and my friend's like, watch it. And I'm like, I'm only giving you Atlanta, that's it. It is a rabbit hole. You will get stuck. 
Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. The only reality shows I've been watching lately are like the ones from like on Netflix, like Too Hot to Handle or Love is Blind or, and they just get my bo- like my blood running up because I'm like, And this- that's why I have to stop. <laughs> it's just wow. Like, why? Exactly. Like my own thought is always like, you're saying that with your full chest on international television it's not even national television netflix is international most of these shows are international everyone around the world is watching them and i don't know if it's the black part of me that's like you said that on on tv with your full chest the audacity is audacity exactly with your full chest so i don't know maybe maybe actually no i don't think i would ever watch housewives of alana but the dating reality shows, I might still watch because it's, if I want to lose brain cells, I watch them. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if y'all did not catch the handles that Natalie provided, I will make sure it's in the show notes so that you could check out both of those podcasts out as well. Now, I want to rewind a little bit more. Actually, not rewind. I want to stay where we are, you know? I don't know why I'm using a TV remote analogy, but if we pause right now, I think you're the first publicist I've met, just in general. Like, I've seen publicists being talked about on TV or, like, I don't know, just in general. And so, first of all, it's an honor to meet a publicist. Number two, can you share with us, Strive Tribe, what publicists do? (laughs) Because I have no idea. Trust me, before starting, I had no idea either. I'm just like, this sounds cool. This sounds like I'm going to put my degree to use. Let's do that. (laughs) Pretty much like building that public relations. Like you're, I, I like to describe it as being that middleman between the client and the public. You know, we're helping you get, we're helping pretty much to get you out there, but also giving a good representation of who you are to the public. So we also like, you know, we pitch your stories, we send out the press releases, just pretty much help you build that strong connection. I feel like that's the simplest way to put it. Okay. That middleman. Yeah. How did you find out about the publicist industry? Was it something you stumbled upon? How did you, how did you learn about it? It was actually something I stumbled upon. So when I went to school, I didn't, first of all, let me backtrack. When I was applying for schools after grade 12, my whole thing was, okay, I'm going to be a journalist and I'll do this and that. And then a lot of people like, okay, but you know, being especially a black journalist in Canada, it's very far and few in between. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let me not put all my eggs in one basket. I'll go and do my undergrad in communications I'll minor in French in case I decide I want to go into the entertainment and journalism or maybe I want to go into teaching. Because at first, prior to journalism, I thought I was going to be like a French immersion elementary school teacher. Oh, oui, oui. Yeah, I realized I love kids not that much. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. But every day I'm like, oh, this is a lot. Y'all cute, this is a lot. Mm -hmm. So I decided, okay, I was going to pursue communications. I finished school. And then for two years, I could not get a job because I had the theory. I didn't have the hands-on experience. Mm -hmm. So I was looking to go back to school and I'm just like, okay, I want to find something. Won't take me forever in a day to finish, but it will also let me use my degree and give me that hands-on. So when I was looking into programs and I came across, everyone was doing like digital marketing. 
or public relations and corporate communications. So I remember I was in this debate because I'm like, okay, which one do I pick? Like digital marketing sounds like so much fun. You know, I know a little bit about it. Public relations. I don't know much about this, but this seems really cool based on what I was researching. So pretty much stumbling upon it. And I had a friend and shout outs to her because till this day, this is the best advice I think mm. I've ever received. She said, if you can learn it on YouTube, don't go to school for it. Wait, can you say that louder for the people in the back place? If you can learn it on YouTube, do not go to school for it. She's like, you know, marketing, you can learn that on YouTube. They have all these like Google courses, certificates, but public relations, there is certain skills for that. You cannot learn through YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can't learn specific styles of writing. And it's not general. Like the way we would write for press releases and stuff like that in Canada, the Americans don't write the same way. Oh, wow. And grammar and stuff are different so she's like really think about that based on what you want to do and where do you think you'll get your money's worth and i'm so happy i listened to her in that moment because i decided let me do the public relations because i even tried researching i tried to see you know the youtubers very few and far in between very few and far in between that look like us mm. and if they do look like us they're in the states oh wow so there was very few in, in Canada. Very few. So I'm like, okay, let's give this a try. And I did one-year program with Seneca, and it, it was life-changing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm like actually good at this. I'm like, look at these good grades. Per? Who is she? Scholar? Me? Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much just how it happened. I stumbled upon it, and I started looking more into it. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Mm -hmm. Probably yeah. why you got really good grades. I think it's amazing when interest, passion, you know, kind of aligns with what you're studying in, in I guess, an educational institution. Because, exactly. yeah. And I think that's, that's what it was. It was like bringing communications, bringing, you know, people together. You always watch some of these celebrities. You're like, well, why did they say this? And why did they do that? Ooh, if I was there, I would have told them not to do this. Not realizing, hey... <laughs> There's a job to do that. Mm. Oh my yeah. God. Wait, so you tell celebrities what? I'm sorry, this is so cool. <laughs> you tell celebrities and like, I guess maybe politicians what they should be saying or not That's saying? That's what some of them do. I don't do that yet. Okay. But like when you watch, like, you know, you watch like entertainment news or you see the drama online with some of these celebrities and you're like, where is your publicist? Where is your manager? Girl, why are you saying that? And I'm like, oh, wait, this is a job. Shoot, hold up. Okay. I like this. No. So, yeah. That's so and I'm, I'm only in my first year of it. So, learning the ropes, but it's pretty cool. Wow. The way you were talking, I, girl, I thought you'd been doing this for four or five years. I oh, did not know. <laughs> like two seconds into it. Oh, but that's amazing. I I want to hear a little bit more about part of the process. You know, you talked about you going into undergrad doing communications. You did your minor in La Francais. Oui, oui. And then you spent two years trying to find something in your field but wasn't able to. Can you talk us through that period of like those two years? What did that feel like for you and how else did you spend your time? Uh, those two years, I think, was, I feel like those two years, I went through post-grad post depression. Like, okay, you spent five years in school, 
Mind you, I was in communications. I dropped out for a year, continued with the French because I thought, and eh, this is not for me. Realized I actually liked it and went back. So that's how I did five years instead of four. But after I graduated, it was like everywhere I would apply to, no, you know, you get ghosted or you're good, but where's the experience? Where's this and where's that? So for two years, I continued working in retail full time and was just on this everlasting job hunt. And then the jobs that would come to me had nothing to do with my degree. Mm -hmm. They liked that I spoke French, but I'm like, that's not what I want to do. Hmm. So I would be like, do I want to take this just because it's full time and it's paying me? But I don't want to be in another position where I'm in a job that was miserable. Retail was great because it got me through school, but I was also miserable because I wasn't doing what I loved. I was doing what was paying the bills. Mm -hmm. So for two years, kind of went through like that whole post-grad depression and just kept applying and researching. And then when the pandemic hit, because I graduated in 2019, so that's like right before the lockdown. So when the pandemic hit, and then I realized, okay, what am I going to do when things start to open back up? What am I going to do to make a change? Who knew how long the pandemic was going to last? But I didn't want to come back out of it, not knowing what my next move was going to be. So I was really happy for that downtime. And then that's when I just started looking at different schools and programs. And I'm like, you know what? I think now's the time I want to just dive back in. And at that point, they still weren't really having in class unless you were doing certain labs and stuff. So my program was exclusively online. Oh, wow. That's great. At least I get to be in the comfort of my own home. I don't have to worry about the pandemic. And I still get what I need to get. But that two years was a little tough. Yeah. Um, I, I also want to acknowledge your persistence and courage because I think mm -hmm. it also takes courage to know that your own decisions are very important and very important what I mean by that is that at the end of the day you knew that if you just took a, another job or any of the jobs that were coming around and it did not satisfy your like I guess your inner self when it comes to satisfaction <laughs> you knew that wasn't going to, you know, cut it for you, even though you could have probably made more money. Um, and so I, I do want to uh, acknowledge that, number one, and also um, give you your flowers, you know, little claps and flowers. <laughs> I appreciate you. Because it's not, that's not easy. And I guess for people that might be listening, that, you know, might be in a state of transition or they they've been applying for roles and not, getting the ones that they want what like what piece of encouragement would you give to them honestly keep going at it it is someone keeps saying like it's a journey it's you know it's long distance it's not a sprint right like you have to keep at it keep honing your skills make sure you're prepared because at some point that door is going to open and you don't want that door to open to the point where you're there frantic and unprepared. So just keep polishing up those skills, keep educating yourself, keep researching. And also, if the door is not opening, build your own door and walk through it. Build build your own Bob the that. Builder, she said. Be Bob the Builder. Please, can you say that Period. one more time? One more time, one more time, one more time. Look here. Be Bob, Bob at the Builder, whoever you got to be. Be the Builder. Because one thing I realized when I didn't have the hands-on experience and I was doing the podcast, I was doing a little photography or whatever. And someone's like, you know, you can put that on your resume. Right. And I'm like, but no one hired me to do this. I did this myself. 
a lot of offers that I started to get is because people were seeing the platforms. People were seeing, oh, wait, okay, oh, so you do do this. And I'm like, I just do it for fun. And that's when people are like, you need to start taking yourself more seriously. Like, these things qualify as experience. And I was like, so don't wait for someone to give you the opportunity. If you can start something until the opportunity comes, do it. Number one, you're preaching to the choir. Number two, my soul is shaking. You know, it's doing a little bit of a jig, jig dance with my shoulders. Because I truly hear you, and especially for immigrant populations and specifically the Black community, a lot of times Mm -hmm. it's harder for people to take a chance on us. Not because, like, you're not qualified or you're not capable enough to do the job. It's, I mean, we can go into that more in like for several hours talking about different barriers when it comes to discrimination and access and, you know, job opportunities and things like that. And also talk about how the labor market is changing frantically, but school doesn't fully equip you for the labor market, right? Yep. A lot of people face this issue when it comes to right out of uni trying to get a position and you might have, you know, stellar grades or whatever, but if you haven't had an internship or, you know, relevant internship within your industry, it is significantly hard Oh yeah. So to land a role. But within the Black community, I think it's something that I will say for our generation wasn't really accessible information. I mean, now it's mm-hmm. more and more, and there are a lot of, like, different organizations that are working towards getting more black students to have internships while they're in school and things like that so that they're better prepared at the end of their their program but that wasn't a thing in 2015 like most people were just told you know what go to school get really high grades and you'll have a main job in whatever you want but that's not how it works (laughs) and the hierarchy of oh you need to make sure you go to university maybe college could come after or everyone just looked at university as that was the goal And I tell people now, I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't say I would go back in time and not go to uni. However, I make it clear for anyone else coming up. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go to uni, kind of go for something that you can get in college. Mm. Right? Not every person needs to go to university. If you can go straight to college and just get that hands-on or whatever, do that. Do the trades or whatever. I think there's so much just writing on you have to go to university you have to again we come out with all this debt but where's the job to pay the book but they want that street smarts they they want the hands-on experience which most of us do not get in uni if you don't have that co-op if you don't have that internship yes a hundred percent i really love what you mentioned regarding seeing that there's more than one option right when it comes Mm -hmm. to higher education I think one of the things that is also a disservice is the fact that college is almost viewed as not as prestigious as university, especially within yeah. our community, which is which is not is not it. Like there are a number of people I've spoken to, especially that might have done one or two years in a trade school or in college, like at a college in in Canada, and they actually a lot of colleges, especially in trade school, actually help you get jobs. Like they work directly with industry 
like mm -hmm. neck and neck to make sure that whoever is within their programs actually have rules afterwards. So if you're listening or if you're a parent that's also listening and trying to decide, okay, what your next steps might be, do not discount the value of either doing a trade, going to a trade school or going to college and not university. University is not for everyone and it does not need to be the only next step. The university part might sound nice, but is that university part putting the dollars in my bank account? No. Imagine you go to go for groceries. How would you like to pay with my degree? <laughs> with my translating. With 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 my my paper that's so flimsy that like my toilet paper is thicker than my degree paper. <laughs> I have about eight thousand dollars left worth of credit. Here you go. Oh yes, it does not put. Again, we're not bashing university. Please hear us nope. out. We both went to university. However, we're just trying to highlight the fact that there are multiple options when it comes to Absolutely. higher education. I also love the fact that, you know, when you were talking earlier and looking at different programs, you saw, you know, different ones in Canada. Maybe walk us through why you chose Seneca College to do that master's program. Oh, to be honest, I think I applied to like all the different colleges and I'm just like, okay, whichever I'm always like, it's like a gamble, Russian roulette one, whichever <laughs> one gets back to me first. Yeah. But it's also looking at, I kind of check the ratings and to see like what people are actually saying online. Really came back with good reviews. A lot like the professors when you research them and things like that. So definitely still do your background research. Don't just go because hey they offered you, but definitely do your background research. See what people are saying in the market in the field. But Seneca was one of those schools that I've always wanted to go to as well. Especially because I thought I would be enrolled in the one down the street, <laughs> just in case. So I'm like, okay, it's close to home. But yeah, it's really just what matches and aligns with what you want what the program offers and i always encourage people look at like the course list because in program but what are they offering what are you teaching like compare it the price i feel like there's a lot of fine details that you really have to comb through to really be like does this match who i am and where i'm trying to go wow and those are really good tips i mean when it comes to choosing number one a college or even any program i think it's also like pretty applicable to like, I know sometimes people consider going for certificate programs or going for boot camp programs that, you know, what you mentioned, if you can learn it online, you might not need college even, right? You can take yeah. a boot camp, you can take different programs that are offered by different institutions across the board. My other question though is, um, how did Seneca College or your experience in doing that, how did that prepare you for your current role right now as a junior publicist? Honestly, the hands-on experience. So anything that we did in the course, aside from the essays, you were, you're doing in the field. So I learned how to write a proper pitch. I learned how to write a press release. And all those I'm actually using now while working. I know we learned how to do like oral presentations and how to summarize instead of having like, you know, 15 minutes, you have two minutes to talk. I use it now. So a lot of the graded coursework I'm using now in the field. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. 
I've definitely got my dollars worth. Hello. 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 Yeah. You can definitely cash that one in her. I am <laughs> I right now so tempted to like look more into this just because honestly I'm fascinated and curious. I have again, you're the first publicist I am speaking to. So what is next for you in terms of like, you know, you mentioned right now you're learning the ropes. What are you excited mm -hmm. about in the realm of, you know, public relations? I I love the opportunity that is you network with people. So people that you've probably been watching or admiring, at some point you might have that chance to cross paths with them. I'm very big on like entertainment industry. I, I grew up everything entertainment. So I always said like ultimate goal will be to work in the entertainment industry in the States, especially I have a love for black entertainment. So I'm like, let me go there, do what I gotta do, then bring it back here to Canada. So that's like the ultimate goal. But yeah, I just love the opportunities it, it gives you just to connect with people. And I like the fact that it's not, it's a mixture of having structure mm -hmm. and then having like those fun. So you can still have like, you know, it's still like a nine to five, you're still answering emails. You still have to write certain things. So you are at a desk for a lot of the time. And I like that because I still like my space and you go out when you need to. So if there's an event that you are the PR for, then you go out for that. And then you take yourself back home. Nice. I don't always have to be at my desk 24 seven and I don't always have to be in someone's face 24 seven. I feel like there's a good balance. Nice. Oh my goodness. You said, you said black entertainment in the US and I don't know why the first thing I thought about was BET. <laughs> Wait, is it, you're thinking BET? That used, I used to have a thing where I'm like, I'm going to work for BET. Then I saw they cut BET here in Canada and I'm like, oh, y'all are rude. <laughs> but I used to you guys a kid because that's really all we yep. And I used to say that we get fed with a lot of American entertainment television. As much as we want to say rep Canada, unfortunately, that's mostly what we saw and what we grew up on. So I always had a thing of, I would love to work for them one day. So who knows if they're still around by the time I'm ready. Hey, how are you girl? I was just going to say, you know, feel free to manifest it for yourself, girl. Before you know it, yes, you're getting hired by this US network. Before you know it, you're creating your own network here in Canada. Like I see it. Your lips to God. <laughs> no, for real, for real. We need more people like you to you know chart the way lead the way you're already doing that by choosing to go into a field where there's not a lot of people that might look like you in in that industry and so i am personally super excited to see how it unfolds for you in whatever direction you choose it to be for sure Thank you. I appreciate it. We're just taking it one step at a time. Definitely this year I learned a lot and had like a lot of cool experiences that I didn't think I would have. Like, for example, with an event we had last summer, I became like the spokesperson two days straight for them talking about their event and be like, okay, we're going to put like, you know, your PR and public speaking to use, Aww. represent the brand well. Earlier this year, no, not this year, last, last month, I got to work with my favorite singer when she came here to do a show. Wait, can like, we know, you know who she is or no? Oh, we do. We do. Shantae Moore, girl. Who's Shantae Moore? Oh, she's an R&B singer from the 90s. And she oh. came here for a show for her first time in Toronto oh. in 30 years. In 30 so she, years. Wow. Yeah. She's been around for 30 years. And she came to Canada professionally for the first time last month. And to know that I had something to do with that and, like, you know, pitching her to the news outlets 
writing up the press releases, her press kit. I'm like, okay, like, I like this. I can see myself doing this long term. So having like these little experiences is really showing me that this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be glamorous every day. And I think that's where people have that misconception with any job. Mm-hmm. We see the highlights and what people want you to see. But you have to be know that there's going to be a lot of background work. You have to work from the ground up. But as long as you love what you're doing, it won't feel like work. You'll be like, okay, so what's next? What else can I learn? Like, you have to have an open mind. Yeah, no. That open mind and curiosity definitely takes one to unimaginable lanes. Plug yourself real quick. If someone's listening and they're like, mm, there's an artist coming to Can- that wants to come to Canada, or maybe they're, they're an artist themselves, they want to do a show, how can people contact you to be their publicist? Oh, I would say you can either email me, but to make it super easy, just find me on Instagram, I- Natalie Nadine. Okay. And that's Nadine spelled N-A-D-N. Yeah, find me on Instagram, send me a DM, and let's see what we can do. Okay, perfect. I'm always up for a challenge. (laughs) Sorry? I'm always up for a challenge, so let's do it. Awesome. No, I thought it was good to put that out there as well, because, I mean, festival season is coming up in Canada specifically, because you know we're cooped up from the cold for a while, so lots of music festivals coming up. We outside. We outside, exactly. With the freaky dancing night outside. That's literally summer. <laughs> but, uh, it was such a pleasure having you. My last question is, if someone's listening and they're considering, you know, a career in communications, in public relations, what advice would you give them? Oh, ooh. what advice would I give them? Oh, my gosh. Just be open. Yeah, one, be open to meeting people. I'm very, believe it or not, I'm very shy in person. <laughs> see, everyone has that same face. Yeah, face literally, face y'all face. can't see my yeah. face right now, but I'm stunned. <laughs> Down, shocked. I never expected it. Person. I'm an introvert. Wow. But when you are put into situations where there are new people around you, even something like this, you have to be open and receptive. You have to be willing to communicate and just have fun with it. And I think that was my thing. I love communicating with people. I love getting to meet people. Once the vibe is right, I'm good. But yeah, just be open to it. Look for the opportunities. And one thing even I had to do, I have to put into practice and do more myself is put myself out there, right? No one knows what you're thinking. No one knows what you want. Speak it. Communications, there's so many different avenues for communications. If you don't want to do PR, you can do social media. You can do like the analytics. There's so many, like I would say, roadmaps you can take. Find what works for you and your personality and the lifestyle that you want. And then take it from there and do the research on how to get there. Because communications is very broad. You can go from so far left to so far right. But just figure out what works for you and take the time to do that research. Mm, no, thank you so much for summing that up. I, I definitely hear that research and, and that reflection piece is really, really important. And mm. def- as you mentioned, you know, being open-minded and connecting with people and don't be afraid to ask what you want. I always yeah. try and encourage people around me to move with the confidence of a Bob or a Bobina, which is the confidence of okay. an average white man. 
move with that because you do not need to be as cool. <laughs> I love that. Literally, I literally just even messaged a friend about this today. Like, sent her something. She's like, oh, I don't know if I'm qualified enough. I'm like, girl, you are qualified. Think of yourself as Bob, the average white man, and just apply. Because at the- I'm going to save this one section <laughs> and repeat this as like by alarm clock. And anytime I feel like, am I enough? Girl, move like Bob. Move like Bob. Girl, you say move Bob the builder, the right? Move like Bob. If you need to build it for yourself, build it. Because sometimes the things you want, the things you're envisioning about how different sectors and how they should be operating might not exist. And the world is waiting for you to build it. Absolutely. And so move like build Bob. Your table. Build your own table. Yep. So, yeah. But thank you so much, Natalie, for joining us today. I have a few rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Ooh, I'm ready, girl. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Favorite song right now? Oh, shoot. Um, last, last. Burner Boy. Now, everybody, go chop breakfast. Not to say bye-bye. Oh, okay. Okay. Favorite season? Oh, summer. Oh, summertime. Okay. Okay. Don't hate me for this. Reggae or Afrobeats? Girl, I'm so sorry. Jamaica <laughs> to the core, it's reggae all day. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's completely fair. I just said, let me let me tippy toe on that line a little bit. You know, you know, let me do the one two. Now I'm back in <laughs> I'm back and out of it. Dream artist you would love to work with. Oh, okay. I worked with Shantae Moore, so my next one is Janet Jackson. Ooh. Okay, okay. And favorite food? Oh, I love me a good slice of pizza. Can't go wrong. Pizza girl. Okay, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> but <laughs> this came through. Pizza was supposed to be more elaborate. Wait a minute. Okay. No, no, no. You don't have to be. And I think well not I am judging, even though I should not be because it's your favorite food. I just, I don't know. I never expected it, number one. Number two, not a lot of people say pizza in general for their favorite food. But you know what? It is what it is. Grab a slice, grab a whole one if you're hungry belly, and let's go. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Again, once again, if you missed any of the handles that Natalie shared before, please make sure to check the show notes to check out her two podcasts. And like she said, if you're interested in working with her as well, make sure to slide in her DMs on Instagram. Thank you so much, Natalie. Really appreciate you. you. Oh, this was a pleasure and so much fun. Oh my, I wish you all the best. (laughs) Thank you. This, this whole interview was everything for me. I'm just so happy I got to be a guest with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's Strive Tribe. I will talk to you later. Have a great rest of your day and take care.